You want to make your fantasy sports league more than a fantasy? Then you need Trophy Smack. It's the number one store for fantasy and tournament trophies, belts, draft boards, loser awards, and other ridiculous products. Trophy Smack is more than just a trophy company with outstanding customer service and products. It's the very essence and heart of every fantasy league. And if you click now, trophysmack.com gives you free shipping, a free loser poster, and can have the hardware to you in a few days. Bragging rights included. Go to trophysmack.com right now and take your fantasy league to the next level. It's about to be a jovial 60 minutes, my dude. And you hear right now, right now, what you gonna hear right now? Of all the places, of all the places. And you hear right now, right now, what you gonna hear right now? Of all the places, of all when the dynasty, but does she like me? Feel like a plumber sleeping. Now that's a pipe dream for the right fee. I might be entitled to the title, be on top like the cherry of an ice cream. Sunday, Sundays, that's the one day I can come play, come play, never complain. Cause I know the boys gon' drop a pod, prop up my squad so I can talk a lot. But here we go again, it's a new year. Rookies flowing in, it's some new tears. Who here to do fear? Bounce bells off of their chest like boutonnieres. It's a new year. Happy hour, yeah, yeah Let me ask you this, are you trying to get picks? Are you trying to get rich? Are you trying to get ships? Then you're trying to get this And you hear right now, right now What you gonna hear right now? Of all the places, of all the places And you hear right now, right now What you gonna hear right now? Welcome back to the Dynasty Happy Hour, presented this week and every week by Fantasy Points. It's awesome. Right now, I know the 2021 season officially wraps up today, but we're already thinking ahead to 2022. Go on FantasyPoints.com. You can get an early season special if you sign up for 2022. Uh, What was it? 90% of the teams that uh, signed up last year made the playoffs, which is amazing. So the, the proof is in the virtual pudding. You get access to an awesome network of podcasts as well as uh, behind the paywall articles with all sorts of information that you're going to need. Also, you get Greg Cosell's draft guide, which is pivotal when we're talking about 2022 rookies. And segue time, we're going to talk about 2021 rookies today. We are going to redraft in a super flex tight end premium format the 2021 rookie class this week. We're going to do two rounds. I've got the first pick. James has number two. Tyler has number three. And then we'll start over and do it that way. It's going to be fun and exciting. Um, Real quick before we start, though, with James and Tyler. James, give me one observation from today that made you think of 2022. Like something you saw today where you were like, I can't wait to see that next year. I'm in Ross St. Brown. Okay. Easily, not even a debate. Like he he is really showing off uh, his all-around skills, and I am looking forward to what he has to bring for the future of Dynasty. Awesome. Tyler, what about you? Is Laquan Treadwell a thing? <laughs> that's that's uh, something I saw. And same game, LaVisca Chenault. Is he going to get traded, or is he just a bust? 
He can't catch the I, damn ball. Like it, it, he's got a case of the dropsies. If if they get an OC that uses him like the Niners use Debo, I know he's not the same player as Debo, yeah. but he could be like Debo light. I guess that's what you're hoping for. So yeah, I got that. Uh, I'm looking forward to where some of these running backs are going to wind up in free agency that have like helped you win leagues, like the Sony Michelles and the Rashad Pennies of the world. Um, Justin Jackson's another one. There's a lot of um, kind of middle of the grade road running back guys that are probably on your roster that you're just hoping that they land somewhere where you get some more value. So I had that random thought today uh, was just around running backs. We saw Rashad Penny go over a hundred yards again today. Uh, Michelle. Yeah. One just talk about a league winner at the end of the year, which in two dynasty leagues, I gave up on Rashad Penny. I cut him in a league that I'm in with Tyler because I needed to save some money. Same thing in another contract year league. And yeah, he had, your pennies. I know he, he <laughs> ends up being an absolute animal the last month of the season. Like that's, that's so 2021, right? Like it's so, just crazy. Whenever you are in, in real life, whenever you're running, whenever you put your head down like a bull, you're using the power of Rashad Penny. Cause every time, uh, you know, the, Oh, he's kicking into another gear. It's always like the head, the head goes down like a bull and he's just, and he's it's like when Adrian Peterson used to like he used to like buck the yeah. head as he ran like that was his extra yeah. little juice yeah yep I feel it yeah how about your boy Zimmer there today Tyler Jefferson's within the within Randy Jefferson, Moss's record and Jefferson is literally 18 yards away his jersey and number. Zim decides uh no we are going to kneel the ball with Jefferson on the field like Jefferson was the far back guy in the the victory formation. And what does Jefferson do? He falls over and then does like the karate kid jump back up on his feet. And like, you could tell it irritated him. I, whatever Zim was thinking like, Oh, I'm, these kids need to, these kids need to learn that, it, you know, it's all about the win. It's like, dude, just no, like quit with the old school stuff. Like, yeah, he's a, he's been a salty dog these last couple of weeks with Mond and then the thing with Jefferson. So, yeah, very very interesting stuff. Uh, we did see Jamar Chase break the Bengals single season receiving record. So with that extra game, he bo- he beat Chad Johnson slash Ocho Cinco's record. Um, you know now Justin Jefferson has the uh, second most yards all time through two seasons, just a smidge behind Odell Beckham Jr. Hopefully he doesn't go the same route as Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. and he ends up oh, being good for a long time. <laughs> no, I said I hope he doesn't. Um, because OBJ had an electric three years. And then after that, it was injuries, injuries. And just, yeah, he's a bit of a head case, but anyway, we're not about here to injuries talk about today. That. Kicking nuts. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it was not. Cooper cup did not get the record for yardage or receptions in a season. So that was another one that was within reach today. Kyle Pitts did not get the tight end receiving no. record. Um, uh, thank you. Ruffle Falcons. Gage, uh, destroyed. Like speaking of players, we're looking for next year. Ridley, I expect like I was talking to Chef when we were playing Fortnite. I expect Ridley gone. Like at first, it's like okay, you know, get your health right and stuff. But you're not contacting your employer, quote unquote. You're not contacting them or letting them know how you're doing or anything. Like, and now all of a sudden, these rumors are coming out. Like you want to get traded. Like that, it, it's kind of stirring the pot the wrong way. Like I get get your health right, but keep you know. It, Keep your any any known. other player that's walked away this season. So we had like Lance Johnson for the Eagles walked away, but he was like yeah. still active and like yeah. um, Ridley's been the only one that's like, hey, I'm going to step away to work on me. 
but he hasn't. Yeah, you haven't heard anything. He hasn't said anything publicly. Except, the Falcons haven't yeah. acknowledged him. It's a really weird situation. So I would not be surprised if they move on from him in the offseason. Um, He's going to be and, a Patriot. I mean, they could use a number one, right? That's my complete guess. He fits with Mac Jones so well, that route running. And if he goes to the Patriots, he's going to destroy with Mac. Uh, I, it's, it's a perfect fit. I heard the Jets, which I wouldn't like because I think they need a bigger dude. They already have Corey Davis, dude. He's a stud. <laughs> yeah. No. But, yeah, it's, it's a very messy situation, and Atlanta is a dumpster, a dumpster fire. Yeah, lightly. yeah, they kind of are. All right, so that's kind of just a quick like news little summary stuff that was on the top of my brain. But I want to get into this rookie draft because this is going to be exciting because, you know, all the rookie drafts that we did, we remember how they went. We remember the Trey Sermons at the end of the first round when his hype was up there and it was oh. Shanahan and he traded up for him. Hey, Joe Williams, part two. Don't trust Kyle Shanahan, boys, when it comes to running backs, um, except for this one that's probably going to make his way into the first round. I got one. Sure. What's your what's your best hit this season, and what's your biggest miss this season with the rookies? Before we jump into it, um, I missed on Elijah Mitchell. I have him in one league, and our biggest hit had to be Amon Ross St. Brown. I've got Mitchell and I've got Mitchell in one, Amon Ross St. Brown in one. I've got Jamar Chase in a bunch of leagues. I was at the 105 in a lot of leagues and Superflex leagues, and Chase was kind of falling into my lap at that point. So. I have a lot of Jamar Chase. That worked out beautifully. Tyler, what are yours? Uh, Ramondre Stevenson uh, was my miss. I did not expect what he would put out, and he's very good. Like Ooh, Terrace, <laughs> Terrace Marshall was a miss for me. I have him in a couple of leagues. That would actually be my hit because I was not on him. I okay. I picked up a couple shares later on, but I didn't have any shares. I didn't draft any of them, and I just – I saw a big slot guy like uh, who's the old Eagles receiver that got drafted that everybody's like, oh, he's a big slot. And he just never he had like one uh, good JJ year. JJ Sega Whiteside? No, he older man. <laughs> I, I, what, what's his name, Doug? I forgot. Are Sega Whiteside? No, not him. It's uh, I mean, there. Our Thiga Whiteside and Marshall are very similar in stature, style, mm. play. I'm just glad so I didn't fall for Marshall like I did Arthega Whiteside, that's for sure. I'm yeah, to think but, uh, I'm, I, I'd, I'd actually probably be uh, – Trey Lance would be a, a good hit for me. I was He was my 102 in quarterbacks. I was super high on him, and I even when pre-NFL pre, pre draft, I was saying like, hey, you know, him and Trevor Lawrence are a lot closer than we think. and and then Amon Ra, I would have said, but I mean, I've been on Amon Ra since he was uh, like 12. <laughs> yes. Osiris oh, coming up next. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if he's. Yeah, actually, he's the, he's, he's the middle. Like, that's the thing. Like, Amon Ra is the youngest. Uh, mm -hmm. Osiris is the middle. And yeah, he's with Stafford, Stanford. And yeah, you haven't really yeah. heard much about him. Nope, 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 you haven't. He'll probably make the league, though, because someone will draft him in the seventh round just because he's the same round. Yeah. Probably. All right, let's jump into this thing. I've got the one-on-one. To me, this is an easy choice. I know there's a lot of good rookies in this draft. Even though it's a super flex format with tight end premium, I'm still taking Jamar Chase 101. He set the rookie record for receiving yards, which was just set by college teammate Justin Jefferson last year. Came on, came into the league by storm. Now, we all know what happened in the preseason. 
you know, he hadn't played football for over a year. He had a case of the drops. People were fading the picks out of Jamar Chase. Everyone had him as their consensus best receiver over these last two draft classes, if you if you look at it as a whole. Um, so a lot of people were, you know, Jamar Chase, then, you know, the drops and everything like that. So his stock slipped a little bit, not going into rookie drafts, but as we talk a redraft. In Jamar Chase, for me, to get him at the 105 in Superflex, it was a perfect storm. Like, I had teams that were competitive and maybe just missed the playoffs, but I added a huge piece to this team that took me from uh, the startup that we did, and I finished third place in a Superflex league with my quarterbacks being Tua Tagovailoa and Jameis Winston. So it just goes to show, like, I know Superflex is like, got to have two QBs, got to have two QBs. But if you build a solid top-to-bottom roster, you don't need two quarterbacks. Hot take. You don't need it. Um, so Jamar Chase saved my bacon in a couple of leagues. But I think going forward, with the combination of him and Joe Burrow, it is a match made in heaven. They're going to be together for years. I mean, I can't see Cincinnati breaking up that duo. Then you have T. Yeah. Higgins there for another couple years at least. The Cincinnati Bengals are going to be awesome. And I think Jamar Chase is going to have similar production every single year going forward. He's only going to get better. He hasn't played football. He didn't play football for over a year. He's, you know, he hit that rookie wall a little bit middle of the season, right? Like he came out guns blazing and then it was a quiet month in the month of November. And then all of a sudden here comes Jamar Chase again and he finished super strong. So to me, it's going to be a little bit more consistent across the board next year. And I mean, you're looking at his ceiling. I don't even think it's what we saw this year to be quite honest. Hey, just like Justin Jefferson, Everybody's like, oh, this is a ceiling. Hey, Jefferson had 200 more receiving yards this year. Yeah. Like that, th these two are Julio and AJ Green. They're kind of like what we wanted and what we saw from them, but in a different style of play. They're, they're a little smaller, but they're route running. They're, they're just, they're so good. And they're going to be so fun to watch. And the best part, their old college teammates are going to be competitive and they're just going to keep chasing one another and it's going to be, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, we see, we're seeing a, a true generational talent. What He was billed out of LSU yeah. come to fruition. And that's always – and to not have to pay a one-on-one price in your rookie drafts, like, perfect. That is yeah. slam dunk. Thanks so, for the season. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. Uh, so, Chef, that means we go to you with the 102. Yes, and it's super flex, so I'm not going to waste any time waiting on a quarterback. I'm going to go ahead and take Trey Lance. Uh, because I believe he is the best quarterback out of this draft class, and he will pretty much tear faces off next season. We didn't get to see too much of him this past season. Uh, obviously, you know, he had Jimmy G in the way uh, with a torn uckle. But uh, I I'm looking forward to his, his future. Really killed it in college, especially with the rushing touchdowns. And that's what I can't wait. I can't wait for San Francisco to actually start building – around his strengths of rushing the football because they haven't really had a rushing quarterback since Colin Kaepernick. So this is going to be something that I'm really intrigued over. And of course, you know, the value at 102. Yeah, let me go. <laughs> that made Tyler. it a lot harder. I mean, you took my guy. I was uh -oh. hoping. Uh oh, sniped already. Well, Doug wow. took mine. So, you know, I was I was hoping. Uh, but I'm going to go since it's tight end premium. I'm going to go Kyle Pitts. Uh, I mean, I, I think he had an off year, which is in, which is insane the, to even say because they had over 1,000 yards, one touchdown. That's going to change. It will fix itself. There'll be 
they'll be kind of uh, it, it will write itself in the future. So I think Kyle Pitts, we're, we're going to see similar production, but I could see eight touchdowns instead, which would really vault him up. And in tight end premium, having Kyle Pitts, a 21 year old kid for years and years and years and not having to worry about that position and having an elite at, you know, elite player at that position is great. I mean, see Kelsey and honestly, Pitts could get better. Atlanta, they'll get another quarterback that Pitts can grow with. I think Pitts will be just fine in Atlanta. I know he's been up and down a little bit this year, but he'll get his touchdowns. So uh, at three, it was it was actually kind of tough, but I'll take I'll take Pitts. Yeah, I mean, there's still it definitely tough. There's still, still uh, obviously a handful of really good players, right? Uh, I want to surprise a little bit. I the player that uh, my my gut tells me to take is different than what my head tells me to take. So. Uh, I own the player that my gut told me to take in a bunch of leagues, but the player that my head tells me to take, I only own in one. And I'm going to, the fourth pick, I'm going to take Javante Williams. Yeah, and, I you're going to. And, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> I'll tell you why. I like what I've seen out of Najee Harris this year. But with Pitt, we don't, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen at the quarterback position for Denver either. And we don't know about Pittsburgh, but I like Denver's line better. He's going to be surrounded by better pieces. And the flashes that I saw for Javante Williams. Now, Najee has looked good, um, but I think Javante Williams' ceiling is higher than Najee's. You know, Javante can pass that. He's a he's a three-down back, just like Najee Harris is for Pittsburgh. But Javante has the extra, the extra juice, the extra wiggle. He can make guys miss better. Now, Najee may run a little bit more physical. But I really like Javante Williams a ton. He's two years younger. So, I'm, you know, we're talking dynasty. So to be 21 years old, and I'm assuming that he's going to be the starter next year, and Melvin Gordon will be gone, and this offense is going to center around him. Um, so I like that. I think his ceiling is higher than Najee Harris. It's close for me, but I'm going to go with Javante at the 104 for the ceiling reason. I think their floors are both super solid, but Javante's ceiling makes him more appealing. Chef. I mean, you'd open the door for me for Najee Harris, and I'm mm -hmm. contemplating it because of his age. And his age scares me a little bit. His utilization is great, but how long does that last? If you're not a, a very competitive team, and I'm like middle of the road in most, I'm going to lean the other way and draft Jalen Waddle right here. Consistent right. as they come, I, I believe he led rookie wide receivers in receptions. He, he set the record the, today. Yeah, he broke the record, Anquan oh. Bolden's record, which makes my hot take correct. There it is. <laughs> I mean, what can you say? Like 99 receptions, almost 1,000 yards. He um, had over 100 receptions. Over yeah, he had like six or seven today and another touchdown. Yep, so Fair he's enough. over over 100 catches, over 1,000 yards. Yeah, I mean, he's consistent year. as they come. And yeah, rookie year with, with Tua being Tua, I, I think they both grow together. And you watch Miami start look, looking like a powerhouse. I mean, they, the Patriots today. Twice this season. When they needed to. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, so. it's, I mean, death, taxes, and the Dolphins being the Patriots in regular season are... In Miami, it, yeah. It, yeah, I mean, are pretty much the the given things in life. No, he's going to be that player, just like uh, like a Debo Samuel, uh, where they make plays for him. They get him utilized in the offense, and this is this is a perfect spot for him. I wouldn't let him pass me by. Uh, all, I mean, unless you really, really need a, a running back for your, for your win now dynasty team, 
I'm going with Jalen Waddle. I like it. And I think with Waddle too, is they don't, they haven't really utilized him yes. based on his skill set. Like they, they not yet. Nope. He only had that one like slant that he caught and like went 60 something yards. He he could do that a lot more than just once this season. So I think that is something where we look at Waddle like, yeah, he's got a ton of receptions. The yards per uh, catch aren't great, but he's got that electric ability to have um, a higher ceiling than we saw this year. So I like that one quite a bit. So Tyler, that brings us to the 106. Back to you. Another another tough choice. I mean, mm-hmm. I you're going to leave me a good player either or. I, that's that's so true. I mean, there's a, almost every quarterback left uh, except for Trey Lance and a lot of receivers. But um, man, this is tough. You guys are are coming at me hard on this one. But I will go Najee. Just volume. I I'm with you with the age. I mean, he'll be 24, which is fine. But sure. The, the Pittsburgh Steelers, what, what are they going to do? Are they going to be able to get a Russ Wilson or somebody to keep them going in this Jameis Winston. playoff run? Oh, <laughs> gross. Dwayne uh, Haskins. I mean, <laughs> the Najee's going to get the volume, and that's what he's been. He's been a volume play. But, man, I just – that offensive line is so bad. They need a quarterback. Big Ben is all but gone. What do they do? And if they do go with a rookie quarterback and say they don't get uh, a, a picket, which who I think is the most pro-ready quarterback in this class, if they don't get him because they just made the playoffs now, they don't have that early Yeah, they're going to pick in the late teens, early 20s. Yeah, like. so uh, can they get a Wilson? Can they get a Rodgers? Uh, if not, I, I feel like they're going to struggle on offense. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna look like the Saints. And, I mean, Alvin Kamara has looked fine. But he's had very off weeks. So Najee, what what pick is this? One six. Najee at one oh six. I mean, that's fine. You got an RB one, tons of volume. And uh, I mean, what? Three more years and by year two or three, trade him. Trade him. Yeah. You know, re- replenish that value, get multiple first, and uh, hit the restart button on that running back. I like that. I think Najee, the the thing that is, uh, as someone who rosters him in a couple of dynasty leagues, the thing that scares me about Najee is with that offense, we don't know what's going on the quarterback. He can get game scripted out of games real easy, um, which is tough because they're not naturally going to throw the running back a ton of passes in that offense. I know he had the one game where he had 13 receptions, which was just weird. I don't think he topped more than five the rest of the season. Um, so that scares me a little bit with Najee and know, just knowing how that team's future might look going forward. Uh, so this is a pretty easy one for me. Uh, it's Trevor Lawrence coming up next at the 107. And, uh, you know, Lawrence played his best game of the season today. And it was against the Indianapolis Colts, who were probably thinking they were a lock for the playoffs. And they got smoked by Trevor Lawrence. He looked good today. He looked confident. He was making big boy throws. Here's the thing that we got to remember about Trevor Lawrence. If you look back at Peyton Manning, if you're watching on video right over my shoulder, right over, right over this way, Peyton Manning, um, his rookie season was awful. Like even worse than Trevor Lawrence's. Like I think he twenty eight interceptions. I think. Yeah, I, and it was bad. I mean, Trevor Lawrence ha- has had two weeks where he threw more than one touchdown. Week one and this week. Um, so it, it's not great. We know the Urban Meyer situation that happened. Yeah. You know, you just have to be have some faith that they're going to bring in a coach that can work with him and you know and and be good for him because Urban Meyer was never a good fit. Because Urban Meyer is a scumbag quitter um, who shouldn't have been in the NFL. So anyway, 
I like Trevor Lawrence. I like the pieces that they have around him. You know, we have a rookie that we're going to talk about a little in a little while, I'm sure. That's coming back next year. They still have James Robinson. They have Chenault. They have some pieces on that team. Um, and they have a ton of cap room. I think the Jags have the second or third most amount of cap room in the league next year. So if they want to put some money towards that offensive line, help build around Trevor Lawrence, um, I think that he can be a big turnaround and be like a fringe QB1 possibly as early as next year. And to get that at the 107 in a super flex league for a another generational talent, best since Andrew Luck, yada, 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 you've heard it all. Uh, I think Trevor Lawrence is uh, there's only the only place to go from here is up. Let's put it that yeah. way. So back to James with the 108. Oh, man. Now you're putting me on the spot here because I am not sure what I want to do. Do I go quarterback? Is it worth going quarterback? Because you went quarterback already. Uh, the first two quarterbacks are off the board in Lance and Lawrence. And there's two running backs. Why don't I make it three running backs? And I'm not going to let Elijah Mitchell get past me. Wow. Um, nice. You know, he probably gained the most capital in this during this first season of of production the guy's getting 21 plus carries a game and i don't see it changing next season even with lance at the helm uh it's what shanahan wants to do if anything it should help him right and run the crap out of the ball dump down passes he could do it all as long as he could stay healthy which you know all running backs have that problem it doesn't matter you want him on the team uh so if you were lucky enough and you picked him up later in rounds in 2021 rookie drafts, God bless you. You made the right decision and you probably <laughs> won. Um, or you could be like me and spent all your fab in week one picking him up. Uh, but, you know, yeah, I, I don't think I don't think he should uh, be trickle, trickling into the second round at all. So I'm going to pick up Elijah Mitchell here. I like that a lot. The biggest thing for me is when, um, you know, Elijah Mitchell is banged up here and there. They'd have Jeff Wilson touch the ball 20 times. And as soon as Elijah Mitchell was healthy, Jeff Wilson didn't yep. touch the ball once. Boom. And that yeah, spoke perfect. volumes to me that Shanahan was all about Elijah Mitchell. So that gives me a lot of faith in what they have in, in him going forward. So I love that pick. So Tyler, we got you up next with the 109. This one's easy, uh, but it's not the quarterback you think. I'm going to go Justin Fields. And if this was NFL, it'd be a different quarterback. But you know what? This is fantasy football, and fantasy football with quarterbacks with just, like Justin Fields is broken. So uh, the rushing in Justin Fields helps him a ton. It, what doesn't help him is Andy Dalton has looked a ton better when he's played than Justin Fields when he's been on the field. So Justin Fields, he'll have a new coach. He'll have a whole offseason to kind of get himself right. And get this offense, you know, going. He's got Darnell Mooney, who looks like a star now, over a thousand yards for Mooney, eighty-one catches. Man, Mooney had a great year this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's got him. Robinson's going to be gone, so maybe they bring in a guy like a Gallup, or they draft another receiver because they do need another receiver. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Montgomery looked great. The offensive line looks like it's a, a Cole Komet had sixty catches. That's no true. Touchdowns, though, We're probably so 300 fine. yards and no touchdowns. <laughs> I mean, Things they need you, they, they can use commit a lot more. The new coach will definitely dictate that, but at least they're getting a new coach and Nagy's gone and fields can hopefully be let loose. I'm actually trying to buy fields everywhere. I've tried a ton of places. I'm still trying and whoever has them, 
is not really letting that value drop because they drafted him at an early stage or, you know, 102, 103. So I I think it might be a little early, but hey, when those rookie picks come along and people are kind of thirsty for that new blood, it could be a good time to go get your fields. But here at this pick in Superflex, give me a quarterback two with rushing upside all day. I like that one a lot. So that's me at the 110. This one's tough because part of me leans like I could go like a super safe quarterback here or I could go I could go with a receiver who I like a lot. Um, I'm you know, I'm going to go with Devonta Smith here at 110. I I think that Devonta Smith showed, you know, he was inconsistent in his rookie year, but he did show flashes of what he can do on the field. You know, he had a multiple touchdown game a couple of times, and then he'd follow it up with like a three catch 40 yard. And I think as we see Jalen Hurts mature as a passer, that we are going to see Devonta Smith mature along with him. Um, You know, there's a lot of Jalen Hurts that reminds me of Russell Wilson when I watch them play football. Now, I know Hurts isn't as accurate as Russell Wilson. He does throw a great deep ball. I think that's something that hurts. He's a smart kid. And I know that the Eagles offense went run heavy and they made the playoffs. So that was the best decision they could have made. Right. But I think Devonta Smith, I think they're going to have to balance it out a little bit more, you know, starting next year, they're not going to be able to do the same thing and have success with it again. So they're going to need to rely on the pass a little bit more. So I think Devonta Smith, um, you know, all things considered, if we didn't have Waddle breaking the rookie reception record, Chase breaking the yardage record, like I think Devonta Smith kind of gets lost in the sauce a little bit. And we forgot that he was an amazing prospect with an amazing profile, obviously a little slim, but he held up this season. We were worried about injuries and everyone's like, Devonta Smith's going to get hurt. Did he even miss a game? I don't know if, I don't think he did. And if he did, he might've missed one. So Devonta Smith for me with a year in the league, you know, I think he's, he's got the safe floor going forward. And I think he can only get better as Jalen hurts gets better as a passer. Um, so I like Devonta Smith here at the one ten. James. All right. One eleven. Oh, the one eleven. And I told myself that I would not let this guy get out of the first round. And I mentioned him at the top of the show. It's Amon Ross St. Brown, baby. Give me all the Amon Ra that I can get. Uh, he's definitely someone I am targeting. So this makes me feel like he's a sell. This season, because uh, I, I mean, I'm building him cow. up to ESL. Yeah, sell him to me, please. Uh, early, an, <laughs> an early fourth NFL pick. Now, like same with Elijah Mitchell. Uh, uh, so it's geez. it's based off production for me, and and that's what really. These last five weeks have been phenomenal. He's been yeah, the wide the receiver last, three in fantasy. I mean, obviously, I, I couldn't study today's stats and add him in at the at the same time. But over the last four weeks, he was wide receiver four. Yeah, so, and he went eight for over 100 in a touchdown this week. So he's probably wide receiver three. Yeah. I, I think um, he hit over 900 yards starting off slow. He has like nine touchdowns. Lions rookie record in yardage. Yeah. He went They've seven weeks in there. a row with at least 10 targets. Now, yes, that I get it. Swift was out. Hawkinson was out. But last week when Swift was in and this week when Swift was in, the targets were still there. So that's not my concern. I think he is the alpha in this wide receiver core because there really isn't too much else. I yet. mean, yet, obviously. <sighs> but I mean, Khalif Raymond, that one that one pass to Khalif Raymond today was awesome. That trickery. Shout out Dan Campbell for pulling that off. That was pretty interesting. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that. It was uh, yep. it was a great, great play. Yeah. But he's gone over 100 yards for the past two games, has a touchdown in past four games. Like, you can't 
get you can't ask for much more than that. And yes, he was a fourth round pick, but you know what? After Terry McLaurin's rookie year, we all had him. If we would have done a redo after the Terry McLaurin draft, he would have been in the top twelve as well. Terry McLaurin was a third round pick, correct? I I feel there's a big difference between day two and day three for me when it comes to draft capital. So mm-hmm. I I love Amnera St. Brown, but man, having him this early ahead of a couple guys that that's that's a little. I, I hey, I, I mean, I could see one other guy that, or t- maybe two that you could possibly put yeah. ahead of him, but his production speaks for himself. That's like true. he's had the opportunity and he stepped into those shoes and he's commanded not just targets, he's commanded rushing as well. So they are working with him all around the field. He is the go getter. Question yes. When did the targets come? After who got hurt? Yeah. <laughs> and. After somebody else got hurt, Swift. With Swift and Hawkinson in the middle, and I do believe they bring in another name, a bigger name, early crap. I'm looking at the numbers right in front of me. In week four, he had eight targets. Week five, eight targets. Week seven, I mean, week six, seven targets. So it's not like they weren't there. Yes, he jumped off the page. He jumped off the page once Swift and Hawkinson went down. But... I'll put it in this as Kyle Pitts as well. You know, without Calvin Ridley there, we all thought Kyle Pitts was going to smash. He had every opportunity in the world. He had all the targets in the world, but he didn't produce like he did. What did he have? One touchdown? But so he that, also has yeah. major draft capital and well, those players don't miss. Major draft capital. <laughs> exactly. So why, if we were doing a redo here, why would you not take Amon Ross St. Brown in the first round? I mean, you can list... Bateman, you can list Elijah Moore. Those are the two guys that I, I'm looking at that, that are neck and neck with him. But opportunity and production is what I see on the page, and that's what I'm going to go for. I, I just believe that they are going to add pieces. Amon Ra is going to be a fine wide receiver three for your dynasty team. He'll be he'll be great. Do I think that he gets extremely better? as like a first round pick ahead of some of these other guys. Can can he overproduce Elijah Moore? Yeah, sure. He can outproduce them year after year. But in a super flex, my next pick is who I'd easily have in front of him. And it's and it's Mac Jones. Because it's a quarterback. And mm-hmm. in my opinion, if I were to be like, hey, I'd go up to the team and be like, hey, I got Mac Jones. I'll trade you Mac Jones for Almonro St. Brown plus. And I think that could happen. Yeah, and I think making that happen is, is easy, and that's where my issue is: is having Amon Ra. Amon Ra at two hundred two in a rookie draft is perfect. That's where I think his value is. So it's not too far off. Also, we have uh, one of our favorite uh, fans, Mike, in the chat. Uh, Mike, I have an opening in our listener league in MFL, and hmm. this is great podcasting, by the way. But, hey, we've got two spots open. Mike, I'd like to offer you one if you'd like to join the, the Listener League on MFL platform. Let me Let know. us know. Yeah. All right, so you're taking Mac Jones. That's at the 112, it's, correct? Uh, I, 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 yes, at the 112. Mac Jones, vanilla ice cream. He's not going to hurt you, and he's not going to do anything crazy. He's not going to have that rushing floor. I mean, he could have a three or four touchdown game here and then. But I believe that he's on a Brady-like projection as, you know, he starts off slow, one touchdown, two touchdowns. And as his career goes, that's when 
he just skyrockets. Like that's when he takes off when they have more weapons. Like I said, I think Kelvin Ridley is an option for them. So yeah, Mac Jones, I just feel like it's safe. It's a quarterback. You have a quarterback too for yeah. forever. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, he, he plays the type of style of game that could play 20 years like Brady, yeah. you know, it's yeah. So I agree. He's a tough kid too. So I like that. All right. So that puts me on the clock at the two Oh one. This is a tough one because I'm looking at multiple players that I really like here. So, you know, for me, normally I'm not afraid to go after running backs, but I'm becoming more and more like if it's between a running back and a wide receiver, I'm leaning towards a wide receiver a little bit more because of the longevity of the career. Sometimes it can be more consistent no matter what offense they go in or what the, who the quarterback is. And, um, you know, I'm going to take at the 201. I'm going to go with Elijah Moore here. And the reason being is that Elijah Moore showed us a five game stretch where he was a top, I think six or seven fantasy wide receiver period when he was healthy, he was awesome. And then he hurt his hamstring. Then he was on the COVID list. Then he was on IR and we never saw him again. So I think that Elijah Moore, you know, he was one of the rookies with the biggest pump up in the, in the preseason and summer camps. Like everyone was buzzing about Elijah Moore. We saw his rookie draft stock go up. In the league that I got Chase at 105, I got Elijah Moore at 205. You think I'm happy? Oh, yeah, I'm real happy. Uh, so Elijah Moore had a lot of buzz, and then it kind of died down as the season started. And then Zach Wilson was out a couple of games, and we really started to see Elijah Moore pop. Now, everyone's question was, well, what about when Zach Wilson gets back? What's going to happen to Elijah Moore? And guess what? Zach Wilson came back, and Elijah Moore continued to produce until he got hurt. So for me... Elijah Moore is a guy that they can build this offense around along with their rookie running back, Michael Carter, who I'm sure we're going to talk about soon. Um, but I really like Elijah Moore. You know, he can play outside. You know, I think a lot of people are like, oh, he's a slot guy. Well, we said the same thing about friggin' Justin Jefferson. I think Elijah Moore, he's shifty enough. He can, can create separation where you can put him a little bit of everywhere. And that's where he was lining up. So I think he's versatile enough. He can uh, garner enough targets. And even with semi-shaky quarterback play like Zach Wilson, and Mike White and Joe Flacco. Seven for 20 today, by the way, Zach Wilson. Um, but he did he did it with Mike White. He did it with Joe Flacco. He did it with Josh Johnson. He did it with Zach Wilson. Like, to me, that means a lot. Like, this kid is uber talented. So to get Elijah Moore at the 201, a lot, a lot. So let's go to Chef at the 202. All right. So let's cook it up a little bit. Let's turn up the heat just a little bit. Speaking of no quarterback play, I'm going to jump back on the Ben Roethlis roethlisberger train here um and pick pat fryermuth at the 202 um go you know we we talk about how how good Pitts is and no disrespect tyler don't get your panties in a bunch no i'm not but i like i love pratt pat fryermuth yeah you you pat fryermuth i mean he he really has turned a lot of heads and he deserves to be at the top of the second round here especially in tight end premium leagues they looked for him around the goal line. I, I assume whoever is the quarterback there next year is going to be in the same thing. Because Mike Tomlin, he's run this game script year after year. He utilizes his running back, short dink and dunk passes, and then he looks for the big guy towards the end zone to help him out. And Pat Frymuth in year one has, has done it for them. What do you have, seven touchdowns this year? That's great. I, I think it continues. I think it continues. I mean, normally we're waiting on tight ends to really pop for fantasy purposes. And uh, that's not the case here with Pat Fryermuth. He needs well, to be definitely rostered. What was my classic preseason take, Tyler, when I said in Pigs 2, Kyle Pitts went for 600 bucks and I got a copy of Pat Fryermuth for 60 bucks. So yeah. 10% of the cost. 10% of the cost. 
You got kind of similar production. You got the same. I think Fryermuth was more stable from a tight end point. And uh, Pitts gave you that 140 in a touchdown week. You know, one he time, had his, yeah. <laughs> one he, time. He, yeah, it was two times. He only scored <laughs> one touchdown, so he only did it that, once. That's true. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I love both tight ends. I'm not opposed to taking Fryermuth in a tight end premium. You'll at, grab a tight end. Early. I've seen you do it. Yeah. I, I I've mean, seen you I, trade away. I've seen you trade up for, for tight ends. Yeah, I I mean I in the listener league for the sleeper league, uh, Pitts went way early, and I was lucky enough to snag Fryermuth at two oh nine. Like mm-hmm. he just he just kept falling and falling. So yeah, that is where I'm at with that. Uh, I I like the pick two oh three to you. Let's go two oh three. Uh, let's go. Uh, Rashad Bateman. This one's pretty much easy. When he has Lamar back, I think he's wide receiver one for this team. Uh, Hollywood needs to go back to that speed, deep threat. That's what he's made for in this league. Like I, he's a Deshaun Jackson clone, and that's where he, where he should be playing. Bateman, he's going to get targets seven for seventy. That's where he's going to lie, and he's he's going to get a touchdown here and there. But Bateman, I think this year is kind of a wash with their with the Ravens getting hurt every single day. I mean, it seemed like there was a player every day getting hurt for the Ravens. I mean, the footballers talk about their practice field and how terrible it is. Go look at it. Their practice field looks like sand or dirt. It, it's it's gross. So I I think the Ravens get healthy this year. They get Dobbins back. This offense is going to be firing on all cylinders. They get the Ronnie Stanley back as well. Yep. Bateman, I think, is in for a massive year. And man, talk about a buy-low opportunity right now. This is a great opportunity to go get yourself some Bateman. Because he's a first-round pick at receiver, he's still super young, and he's had flashes where he's shown, like, hey, yeah, just a few weeks ago, over a hundred yards, like he yep. was leading the team in receiving, like, yeah, yeah, I like that, I like that call a lot. So that's the uh, what was that the two or three? I'm at the two o four. This one's a tough one. This is a running back toss-up for me at the two o four. Uh, I could go with the guy I haven't seen or the guy that I have seen, and the guy that I have seen, I really liked what I've seen. So I'm going to take Michael Carter here at the 204. I like Michael Carter a lot. To me, he showed me that he's much like his college teammate, Javante Williams, has a, a three-down skill set. Now, they may not use him like that all the time because they have, you know, the corpse of Tevin Coleman and Ty Johnson, who we all thought might be a thing at some point, uh, and LaMichael P. Ryan, remember him? Uh, he got as many carries as Samaje P. Ryan this week. Yeah, it's P. Ryan brothers. Uh, so Michael Carter, to me, you know, when... His ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, everyone was like, he's just a pass-catching running back. He's a pass-catching. I've heard that so many times in the process. Like, he's a third down back. He's a th- No, he's not. Like, Michael Carter has the ability to be an every down back. And when he was healthy, we saw, them use, we saw them use him and give him 20 touches a game and him be very successful with them. So, And that's what the Jets with injuries on the offensive line. That left-hand side of their line, which is their bread and butter, had injuries this year. Oh, my back then. Yeah, the mountain of a man. He's coming yeah. back. So no Becton. You know the left guard they have there is a beast too. I forget his name. It doesn't it's escaping He's got me right three now. Names. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and, and the Jets have early draft capital to add to that line if great, they want. Yeah. To. Great offensive line class. 
Yep. So I think that Michael Carter, he's a guy in the offseason that I'm going to try to acquire in a lot of leagues because I think his price is still affordable. People are going to go, it's the Jets. Jets actually on offense showed some flashes this year. They weren't completely inept. So I think that Michael Carter is a great pick here at 204. And just because I'm going with what I've seen, you know, the, the player that I haven't seen is intriguing because of his draft profile. But I'm going to go with the guy I have seen, and he exceeded my expectations in year one. So 204, Michael Carter. Chef, 205. I like, I love Michael Carter. Uh, I'm right there with you. But I'm going to continue the Superflex train here. And we talked about Mac Jones, you know, Every every day he's going to be the same guy. He's going to come in. Vanilla ice cream is what Tyler is is saying about him now. I'm going to go with the the general, General Mills, Davis wow. Mills. Yep. I kind of like this call. I thought about I it. Do, I do too. I like <laughs> it a lot. <laughs> All he's right, played so, so well over the last four weeks. QB twelve uh, weeks fourteen through seventeen. And I'm um, Tyler and I. We talked about him earlier in the week. I was going over his numbers and his progression after he came out, I, I believe it was uh, when Tyrod Taylor was still in the mix. After Tyrod Taylor got hurt in week 13, we saw Davis Mills take the bull by the horns and play great all around football. He was being smart. He only had two interceptions the last five games of the season. And today against Tennessee, which is not a, great, not a great pass defense in general, but 300 yards and three touchdowns. He finishes with 16 touchdowns on the year and 10 interceptions. I'm okay with that. Like, this was his first year. The Houston Texans were garbage. And he only had, who, Nico Collins and Brandon Cooks? And, I mean, Brandon, Brandon, Cook. and Brandon Jordan. I'll Brandon save it up for later. Is, is great. And Rex Burkhead. Right, right. And Danny Amendola. And Danny Amendola, uh, you know, we all Chris saw Chris Conley, don't forget about him. Yeah, yeah wide receiver one. Can't forget but about that. For, this is for my Jim. point, though. He really didn't have too much to work with. And Houston, we all know, is rebuilding. Who's to say that he's not going to be their franchise quarterback going forward? I don't see a reason why he couldn't be. I mean, he did great things with David Culley in his first year as head coach. They have a great morale in that locker room. Like, there are no... Uh, what's the word, culture diseases or anything like that. There's no bad vibes. And I believe it starts with Davis Mills, man. He just comes in, he does his job and goes home. Like, that's what you want out of a, you're saying in every week kind of QB2, he could definitely he, yeah. hit that QB2 number for you each and every week if he plays like he did the last five weeks of the season. So yeah, here's he, what he you really do. exceeded expectations. Here's what you do. You draft a rookie quarterback, you sign Tyrod Taylor, <laughs> He gets hurt, you know, early in the year, and that rookie quarterback comes in and dominates. It happens almost every year. For Tyrod, yeah. Yeah. Every so, year. Where's Tyrod, Tyrod going to be next year? <laughs> Pittsburgh. I mean. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, probably. Tyrod to Pittsburgh. He starts a couple games, and then Matt Corral comes in and is the Coral. best rookie quarterback. Coral. Coral. Matt Coral. Uh, All right, Tyler, who you got up at the 206? Man. I'm so happy you took Mills because I'm going <laughs> to go your Travis, life easier. I'm going to go Travis at the end. Uh, I was not really on him, but the, I love the landing spot. The only issue was Urban Meyer trying to convert him to a wide receiver type player, like a Curtis Samuel clone. And I was not about that. I mean, you're looking at a guy that was one of the best running backs in college football ever. And you're trying to convert him to receiver. 
that's not okay to me. Like that is dumb coaching. And Urban Meyer is shown he's a dumb coach. Like he won a bunch in college. That's great, but don't be stupid. And he was. So Travis Etienne, he avoids the Urban Meyer hit. I mean, who would have known what Etienne would have done with Urban? It could actually hurt his value. I think him being hurt actually helped his value stay level because he didn't have Urban messing with him or the production messing with him. I I really like Etienne next year. I I James Robinson, it has to be said, he has an Achilles injury. I mean, we saw Cam Akers today come back early. James Robinson. James Robinson, I don't think is going to have the same rate of healing. Different athlete. Yes. That the athlete, the draft capital, it, it makes a huge difference. I think Robinson is going to be the RB2 for this team once he's healthy. And at the end, he's going to get his chance early on to show what he's made of. And I like his chances. Jacksonville, they have the first overall pick. Hey, Jacksonville, you guys' defense, defensive line look great today. Draft a tackle. There's a guy from Alabama that is almost a can't miss at the tackle. He's safe. Go that route. Solidify that, that position on a left tackle. You know, you got your quarterback you need to protect. You got a running back coming back that's super talented and can definitely be the spark plug this offense needs. Give me Etienne, because I mean last year at this time, you're not getting them here. You're getting them in that 108, yep. 107. Yep. The discount's real. And I mean, a lot of these players we're talking about today are players you should be going out to buy, especially in this round, like in this late round. Because the value is going to be so good. I mean, we haven't even talked about another quarterback that we all don't like. But, hey, he's a quarterback with first-round early draft capital. He's going to get he's going to get chance for you. He's going to get chance after chance until he falls on his face. So, I mean, there's a lot of value in this class right now. Yeah. And I'm going to give you a great value right here at the 207. It's Rondell Moore. And the reason why Rondell Moore is a great value is because I, I'm i assuming A.J. Green's not coming back. DeAndre Hopkins is older. Now he's getting injured. So that's a factor. Also, Christian Kirk is a free agent. So who knows yeah. if he's going to come back. So this should open up the door for Rondell Moore. Now, we saw, I think it was in week three or four, we saw them use Rondell Moore how we all thought they were going to use him all season. They were giving him handoffs. You know, in the preseason, we saw them funnel targets to Rondell Moore, like, three, four yards down the field, but he was he was the league leader at one point in yards after contact at the receiver position. Rondell Moore is good. Don't get fooled by his lack of usage. I think he's a great player, and I think Rondell Moore here at the 207, it's one of those cases where you're, his rookie year, you saw some flashes, but he wasn't consistent because of the things that were in front of him. I think in 2022, some of those things that are in front of him go away, and he gets elevated into a larger role in that offense with Kyler Murray, and we're going to see some really, really good things out of Rondale Moore next year. So to get him at the 207, I'm pretty jacked and pumped about that. James, what do you got at 208? I'm shocked you didn't take this guy. And it's Ramondre Stevenson uh, for the Patriots. Like, Duck, okay. he was your guy. What happened? I told you, wide receiver over running back if I got a toss Fair up. enough. Fair enough. And, you know, I went I went uh, running back over wide receiver here because I was staring at another one. But I like Stevenson. Don't get me wrong. Uh, yeah, well, we talked about it when we went on uh, Dynasty uh, Dynasty Nerds, yep. Dynasty Nerds out in uh, Ohio for the expo when we were out there live in their studio. It was a great experience. And 
I said that he was probably going to pop before the end of this year. And mm-hmm. sure enough, you know, like week 10, he came out of his shell and here we are. It's the end of the first season for him. And he looks to be the one B in this offense. He definitely took over the Sony Michelle role plus because he is a receiving back. And I know Bolden got the work today, but I, I'm just looking at Ramondre Stevenson as an easy, easy ad here towards the end of the second round here in this draft. What are we at? The 208? 208, yep. Yeah, 208. So, yeah, he definitely deserves to be in this conversation. Uh, He's done everything that's asked of him. He can be a bell cow if need be. He won't have to be because of the system and Damian Harris, obviously, ahead of him. But it's almost like a Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt situation. I think we mentioned that last week on the show where they're going to bounce off of each other and each and every week they are going to be fantasy viable. And I think he's a great value here at the end of the second round. I agree. 209 to Tyler. This is when it gets a little, little iffy, but I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go Zach Wilson. He's a quarterback. Yeah. It's super flex. He had early draft capital and Hey, you get a whole round value. We've seen quarterbacks really blow it the first year and come back and progress better could happen the jets could get a another weapon on the outside to pair up with elijah moore he's going to get every opportunity to succeed this is their guy they picked them at 102 they are living and dying by the sword so they have to they have to get this guy going because robert salah's job and all of them it depends on it so mm-hmm. this is their guy uh i mean I could if it say Zach Wilson has a 300 touch or a 300 yard three touchdown game, sell him. I mean that's that's what you should do. And I'm I'm sitting here thinking, okay, who would I rather have, Baker or Zach Wilson? I mean, you have to pick between those. I, I'm I have an opportunity to make a deal like that, and would I? And <sighs> that's my that's where my issue is. It's like, are you? Is go it the worth younger? the headache? Yeah, is it is it worth the headache? Is, is Baker even better than Wilson at this point in his career? Is his confidence completely just shot? Who knows? Quarterbacks are just as up and down. If you don't have a stud, they're just as up and down as running backs. You, you really never know. And, I mean, Zach Wilson, to me, he where else does he have to go? Right, Doug? He can only go up. Yeah, we is, already talked about it. <laughs> that is very, that is very, very true. You make a great point. Hey, before I get into my last pick here, I did want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Trophy Smack. If you're wrapping up your leagues, hopefully you didn't play for a championship today. Because if so, like you need to change that. That's just yeah, change it. Uh, but if you wrapped up in week 17 and you're like, I don't know where to get a trophy, or maybe I'm thinking about getting a trophy for my league, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Make sure you go on TrophySmack.com, and when you do. Use code DHHRING. You'll get a free championship ring that'll be sent to you for free along with your belt, your trophy, or your gangster grill uh, if you're running one of those types of leagues. I don't know what that means. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of really great options. Different toppers that you can swap out that the you know last year's champion can keep. I've got a belt that I need to ship back to Minnesota, unfortunately, which is a trophy smack belt. I'll have it again next year. I'm coming back. That's what's going to happen. Uh, so make sure you check out trophysmack.com again. Code DHH ring for that free $60 value ring. So my last pick here, it's a pretty easy one. I look at what's available left on the board and I'm not going to make any waves. You know, this player is one that flashed bigly this season and then struggled with injury, which is my biggest concern with him. Damn it. But Kadarius Tony, sorry, James, sniped. 
I'm gonna take Kadarius Tony. He they funneled targets to this kid. Just talking and... about him, he just pulled a hamstring. Thanks, Doug. Oh, <laughs> yeah, James is out. Uh, Kadarius Tony, out of any of the, you know, he's probably a top three player in this draft with the ball in his hands. The kid is can move in a phone booth like no one else. You know, I know Jamar Chase is great, but Tony has a freaky ability to move and get open. And obviously I'm concerned with injuries because he had them at Florida. He's had them this year, but if he's healthy, I mean, Kadarius Tony is electric with the ball in his hands. So to get him at the end of the second round here in a redraft uh, rookie draft. Uh, yeah, I like it a lot. And you know, for the giants going forward, we don't know what Kenny, they paid Kenny, Kenny Galladay, big money. Darius Slayton's there. Sterling Shepard's a little bit older. He's coming off. He's going to be coming off an Achilles injury. Evan Ingram's a free agent. Kadarius Tony could fall into a ton of targets if he's healthy. So I like Tony here a lot with the two. What is this? The two ten. Sorry, James. I took your guy. That's okay. I mean, <laughs> that's all right. I mean, I'm going to go with a running back uh, for the two eleven, and that's uh, Kenny Gainwell. I like it. Now he was a little bit. He was about the same value. Uh, where he was in real rookie drafts last year, late second round. We thought, oh, yeah, he's going to the Eagles. He's behind Miles Sanders. He's behind Boston Scott. He still found a way to be somewhat fantasy relevant. And Boston Scott, he's on the last year of his contract. It was only a one-year deal. He's a restricted free agent next year. I think Kenny Gainwell, if Miles Sanders can't stay healthy on the field, like Kenny Gainwell is going to get that opportunity and he's going to be worked more in as that pass catching back. So it's a run first offense now in Philly. I think it stays that way in 2022. And I think Kenny Gainwell is a part of it. So I'm okay with taking him here at the 211. Tyler, you're here to wrap us up, buddy. Make it, oh, make man. it a good one. It make is it a good one. It is a it's lot between, of people left on the board. It's there, between bud. two wide receivers, one in Palmer. one corner that we all love. <laughs> one in another corner that grows with the general and yeah. i'm having i'm having a very i almost took him i almost two. took him to pair, to stack him up but i i am going to go with palmer and it's all based on herbert and what we've seen when my tie goes to the qb right that's that's so true and i've i've seen and and honestly age because Palmer's only 22, and his birthday was in September. So Palmer ain't turning 23 until the football season kicks off. So that that is another difference. He almost has uh, a year on Nico Collins. So Palmer, we've seen what he can do when he's had injuries in front of him. Mike Williams, is, does he resign? I think right now, yes, because of the fact that he Chargers had a, have a lot of cap room. That and he had a dip in production, so I don't think Mike Williams is getting that bag. He he's going to get a good chunk of money unless, say, the the Falcons or the Lions offer him a ton. Which hey, wouldn't shock me. I I like Palmer. I like his style, and Herbert seems to trust him in the red zone, which I really like. And hey, it goes the same with Nico Collins. You saw a bunch of red zone targets today from Nico Collins. Yep. So um, you really can't go wrong with any of these two choices. If you got them in a super flex draft last year, you got Palmer in the fourth, which I think a lot of us snagged him up in the fourth or 
or late third yep. around there. And Nico Collins was probably around uh, a mid third, early third pick. So they both were pretty good values in super flex leagues. And uh, hey, I mean, it's it's been a fun draft. Like that, looking back on it, it we had a really good class, and I think this year. Mm-hmm is going to be more of the same. I think this year's class, looking at it, is very similar. We got three major running backs, kind of like last year. Mm-hmm. We got we had three big running backs with an opportunity for a couple other running backs to pop out, like a James Cook, which, Doug, I think you're going to love. <laughs> uh, and, I mean, we've got quarterbacks that are up in there. We don't have that Trevor Lawrence quarterback, but I think a lot of these quarterbacks are going to to shock a lot of people. I think we're going to have a lot of early drafted quarterbacks just because of... That's the league. Yeah, it's the league. We have Atlanta, Pittsburgh. There's so many teams needing quarterbacks. And yeah, and the wide receivers are just deep. Another deep class. Yeah, yeah, a super deep class. I mean, we're going to have five to six guys in the top two rounds. Great take yep. with the Nico Collins and the Josh Palmer. They were neck and neck. Back to back yeah. for me in uh, my rankings here for this draft. So yeah. before we wrap up, we have the list of players in front of us. Give me, uh, give me a guy on the list of rookies that didn't go in the first two rounds that you're looking to acquire this off season. Either you can go first; doesn't matter. I've got. I mean, one. Nick, Nico Collins was one, but we already mentioned him. So yeah, yeah. Like give me someone board. we haven't talked about yet. How about I Khalil can, Herbert? I can give you. Yeah, that was one. Um, I like Khalil. A lot. Oh, where'd he go? I, I just had him. Uh, Mike, Mike said Brevin it. Jordan. That's an easy Mike one. Mike said Brevin Jordan. Yeah. Anthony Schwartz. Okay. Anthony yeah, Schwartz. No. I, he got in the he was hurt in middle of the of the season. He started to get playing time early on. They used him. And from what I saw is like, hey, he was a deep threat in college. I saw a little more this season. I think he could be a Will Fuller type player for for the Browns. The question is quarterback. I think they bring Baker back personally. I they picked mean, up his fifth they... year, so he is coming yeah, back. Yeah, he's coming yeah. back. I mean, I've heard rumors there is somebody on uh, Minnesota radio because Minnesota is probably going to shake up their front office and everything. They're talking about putting Kirk Cousins on the block and, and train him to Cleveland to reunite him with Stefanski, and which would be a great fit. But, I mean, Kirk is owed 45 mil, so that's going to be hard a hard sell. Yeah, And the thing is with that is – the Browns would have to give up Baker and somebody's like Baker and a first and a second. I'm like, that ain't happening. If you have to give 45 million up, like no, the, there's a lot of things that need to be done for that trade to happen. But yeah, I, I think Baker stays put. We could see, I think Baker right now is a low key buy just because the values dropped so low because of these trade rumors and how bad he is. He but was yeah, injured uh, all season. Yeah. Yep. I mean, they, there's talks. There was talks on on some podcasts and actually in in the booth during the games, like, hey, just because it's only a left shoulder doesn't mean it's hard not hard to turn as you're throwing the ball because that puts pressure on that shoulder still and you're still moving it. I mean, that's gotta be very painful. And the fact that he's he's now getting surgery on it. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I think it'll be fu- just fine. I got a couple of guys real quick before we wrap up. So people know me as like the tight end collector, whisperer, however you want to call it. So I know tight we got Brevin. Collector. We got that's not got, that's not a good one. <laughs> I know. So we got Brevin Jordan in the chat. That's an obvious one. We saw him flash, yeah. and you know, obviously, young kid with a rookie quarterback. Cool. I've got one that could have a big, not a big impact, but it's going to be it it's Hunter Long. So oh, Mike Mike Isecki no. is a free agent at the end of this year. 
Um, it'll be interesting if the Dolphins bring him back. I think Hunter Long is the complete package out of Boston College, which has a, a litany of pro-ready tight ends that have come out of that school. And I think Hunter Long has a great athletic profile as well. He's not going to do the same things that Kaseki can do, but he's a more complete tight end than Mike Kaseki. So I like Hunter Long. Get him as a throw-in. And then another guy that I like I'm going to try to acquire is Jarrett Patterson from the Washington football team. We'll find out their name on February 2nd. Commanders, maybe? I don't know. Uh, but Ooh. Jarrett Patterson, I like a lot. And it's not anything against Antonio Gibson, but Gibson is a guy that is just constantly dinged up. Yep. Um, so having Patterson is that guy that could be an RB2 sometimes when Gibson is hurt. Uh, I like that a lot. And I like Patterson's skill set. He showed me some promise in the preseason. And, you know, when he took over just last week against the Eagles, who have a really good run defense, Patterson looked really good. And he did it in the passing game. So the knock on him was like A.J. Dillon. Well, he can't catch passes because he never did it. And then Jarrett Patterson goes out and catches five balls and looks just fine, just like A.J. Dillon has done in the NFL. Like, oh, my God, he can catch the ball. Weird. Um, Boston College's offense didn't throw to running backs ever. Um, so I like Jarrett Patterson as a guy that if I can go out and get him on the cheap, I would love to James, who is that tight end you thought he was going to say? Oh, I didn't. I didn't think he was going to say a tight end. I was. I thought he was going to mention uh, like Jalen Darden or something like oh, that. Oh, I thought he was nah. going to say either Kyle nah. Granson from Indy. Kyle Granson's who, a good one. I like Granson. Um, I got him in some. Rumpers. Who's the other guy from? Oh, Noah, Noah Gray. Noah Gray is one that I'm keeping my eyes on big time because Kelsey's talked him up, and hey, Kelsey's going to be what thirty? He's thirty-two, 30, so he'll be thirty-three. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be thirty-three, which is getting up there, and we don't He's see still many doing tight it. Ends. Yeah, I mean, that's true, but we've seen this season, I think, has been evident of him slowing down in the athletic standpoint. Uh, I, I don't think he's got as much juice as he is. Or as oomph. Much, oomph, oomph. Oomph. My bad. Sorry. What am I? It's, it's a weird day. But, yeah, it, I think we've seen that a little bit this year. I mean, we've also seen Miko Hartman go over 100 yards in, in week 18, <laughs> but crazier things have happened. Miko Hardman. All right. Well, that is going to wrap us up for our 2021 redraft. I know it's weird to say redraft because you think not dynasty. Our redraft of dynasty for 2021 of our rookies. So thank you to James. Thank you to Tyler. Thank you to Fantasy Points Media Group for sponsoring us this week. Make sure you check out their website, fantasypoints.com. Follow all the directions for the 2022 season. There's early bird specials as well as trophy smack code DHH ring for Doug, for James, for Tyler. It's been the Dynasty Happy Hour. We'll see you next week.